0: You're listening to DraftKings Network.
1: Tonight on The Cool Games, we are discussing the messy red card, which we're not <laughs> used to seeing. Uh, so we try to figure out why that happened. Uh, also, we talk about the NWSL draft
0: and Jordan Morris going to Swansea. That's right. Plus we talked to Justin Morrow of TFC and the Black Players for Change. We talk about a lot of serious stuff and Christian and I try to joke around a little bit. That important. <laughs> today on the Cooligans.
1: What's up guys? Landon Donovan here and I got to kick it with the Cooligans today. Keep following, keep listening, keep watching. See you guys soon.
0: Yeah, baby. Go. So, yeah.
1: Let's do this, okay? I am uh, locked in. I got my seatbelt on. Okay, you all <laughs>
0: strapped in, ready for for whatever action comes your way.
1: Uh, yes, I am thrilled about today's show. I mean, we got an incredible guest. We uh, we have us. Uh, so that's, that's it. Uh, y-
0: I mean, my my favorite guest is you, Christian. <laughs> my favorite guest is also me. Thank yeah. you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> damn! I didn't get what I wanted there. <laughs>
1: Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome uh, to The Cooligans. My name is Christian Polanco. That's yes, right. I'm Alexis Guerreros. All right. We are your favorite stand-up comedians that host the funniest soccer show uh, that has ever existed in
0: El Mundo. That's right. And we also happen to be the most engulliest <laughs> in El Mundo.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Welcome to The Cooligans on Telemundo. All right. <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's now football. <laughs>
1: Okay, put a little accent mark of, over the U. Uh, <laughs>
0: okay.
1: uh, we're excited about uh, today's show. Again, uh, we have, uh, we're have joined by Justin Morrow of, of Toronto FC, uh, one of the co-founders of the Black... Players for Change uh, organization, Uh, so we have a lot to discuss. Uh, So I'm excited to have him on the show today, Uh, and also uh, let's start uh, with uh, some messy news. That's right, because
0: Messi making it messy, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Messi been watching telenovelas. Speaking (laughs) of El (laughs) Fubo. (laughs) we
1: we're not we're not used to uh, you know when it comes to Messi and uh, Lionel Messi and drama. It's usually like. you know, more uh, political. You know, right? What I mean? it's, it's it's very more- uh,
0: open letter, right? Yeah. An open letter to the owners of Blank, an open letter to, you know, to the fans. Yeah. He was like, what did he say? You know what I mean? It's a a lot of those. Uh, Yeah. His lawyer did not co-sign any of this. This was, he was like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go off. I'm just gonna go off the cuff here and see what happens with these hands you're about to catch.
1: All right. Because you, you, you've heard that I got a, you know, I'm left footed. I got a good left foot, but yo, I got a, I got a strong right hand too my, my (laughs) friend.
0: Dude, he was, he straight smacked the dude he just smacked the dude during <laughs> gameplay
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you, you you can't do that in uh soccer and i mean uh, messi i don't know if messi knows that or doesn't he's just never in a situation where uh messi is just such a high profile player he, whatever best player in the world if you don't agree you don't agree whatever but it there are certain players that 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 they're they're above any nonsense you know they're like where where you have there's usually somebody else on the team that if somebody messes with that player that teammate is like yo i'm handling this you don't touch him okay here's our faberge egg you don't mess (laughs) with him right (laughs) right
0: there's usually someone who's like you try to mess with the best player on my team you got to worry about me yeah. Messi, let that dude have a day off. That's how much he <laughs> cares about him.
1: <laughs> okay, you good, amigo, right? right?
0: Because
1: he was like, I'll handle this myself. Uh, we're currently, you know, uh, losing right now in extra time to Athletic Bilbao. Uh, it's like, nah. nah, nah. It's 100. And, I, I don't care what time it is. Okay, I'm gonna let these fools know uh, that you don't mess with with Leo. And he's yeah. like, I'm
0: out of Spain anyway. You know what <laughs> I mean? Who cares?
1: Yeah, this is this is uh, Messi's senior year. You know yeah. what I mean? He got, yeah, he got full senioritis. He's like, you can't you suspend me. I ain't gonna be here in a couple days. You know exactly. He's
0: <laughs> like, you know, like when you give your two weeks notice at a job. That's where he's in right now. And they're like, yo, you can't be wearing flip-flops to the office. He's like, what you going to do, fire me? I'm gone in two weeks. And good luck finding a stapler when I leave.
1: yeah it's just it's just uh yeah i don't i don't you, you're gonna give me a
0: review really yeah.
1: okay <laughs> not really interested anymore why don't you
0: make the meeting for two weeks in a day from today
1: <laughs> because uh yes he uh there was it was, it was uh, the the final for the super Copa and uh and the uh, Barcelona's usually not in this position outside of you know this season they're not having the the greatest of seasons right. and uh they were losing this game and it, it was a strange. Um, frustrating moment where Messi obviously looks like he is trying to get around the player, but he's so frustrated. He just like wants to like kind of hit him a little bit, like let him know that he's still there. Uh, well, he threw
0: his arms around so that they're behind the player. Right. And yeah. it looks like he was maybe going to shove his shoulder a little bit, but he thought, what if I aim a little higher <laughs> at the back of his dude's head? My favorite moment though, is when the dude hits the ground, it goes to VAR. Messi decides I should. I feel bad. I should go over there and check my man's pulse and disrespect him a second time. Yo, can I get two red cards? Is that possible? Don't mean- <laughs> Why don't we make it a three and a half game ban? Because I need to. I need to go get this roast off real quick.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, it does look like he will be uh, suspended for what? Th- is it two match? Two
0: matches. I two believe match- it's. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh two match ban. So not just uh one the the standard one uh one game. Uh look, we're not used to seeing this for Messi. So obviously it's going to it's going to make some news. The interesting thing here Watch, is, hold on.
0: Watch for the uh Instagram pics of him and his family in Ibiza during these two matches.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the interesting thing is um when and i noticed this uh people were, were criticizing this online uh, i think it was either bleacher report or espn i don't remember who exactly i might have been both but what you notice is whenever messi's whenever barcelona are lose or are losing or not doing well they post a picture of لیونel messi and say like barcelona loses whenever ronaldo, cristiano ronaldo whatever team he's on so he's at juve whenever juve Is losing? They just lost to Inter, right? Mm -hmm. They post a picture of Pirlo. They post a picture of the coach. So it's an interesting thing where it doesn't matter. Some people are suggesting that Lionel Messi is more heavily criticized than Cristiano Ronaldo, but they're always in the debate of who's the best. And it sort of feels like by the way they are covered, you're basically saying that Messi is the best player because they're always focusing on him.
0: Well, I I would say that, but it's clear to me that it's because, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo comes from the Iberian area. They give him a little bit more respect. You know how they feel about us. From not from, from, from that area, you know, from being Latin America or South America. You know how they be acting uh, about uh, us.
1: Okay, okay. You're like,
0: look at these savages, <laughs> you know, in Latin America. Can't even win a soccer game, you know?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, look, I I I feel like Bleacher Report just stop using that caption. They, <laughs> they They're it making the- it worse. <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear, they have not posted that, but whatever. This is Alexis's
0: theory, and fine, he can live with that. I don't mean Bleacher Report, I mean the Spanish <laughs> how the spanish view was <laughs> which report i don't think it has an anti latin american <laughs> slant
1: okay i'm glad we cleared that up uh, <laughs> uh but no we'll see what uh you know I, I, again it is an interesting uh situation for messi because i think he there there is a little bit of la- lashing out acting out this is he doesn't he's not been happy with barcelona he hasn't been happy with their leadership uh he doesn't like the way the season is going and you know if 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 um, Barcelona's at the top of the table and and winning this uh, this game, I don't think Messi's slapping dudes. You know what I'm saying? I'm just thinking he's like he's keep, you know keeping his. Or cool maybe this more. is the new
0: Messi. This is what to expect at Manchester City He's just going to be throwing <laughs> hands. <you know? laughs> you know, yo, Trent Alexander Arnold, what you want some? Or what? Yo, Virgil Van Dyke, you might want a Virgil Van back your ass up. <laughs> 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 And uh, one of my favorite things about the uh, MLS postseason is all of the folks coming in. You know what I mean? You got all these exciting new signings, you know, 22-year-old Paraguayans we've never heard of, you know, coming from clubs that are like, have like a a, a dude's name in English for some reason, and they play in (laughs) Bolivia. You know, like Joel Witherspoon. (laughs) How is that? That's the name of your club? All right. But you very rarely get news of MLS players, or it seems to be much more active these days, MLS players going out, to, especially to Europe. And yes, Jordan an, an Amer- Morris seems to be next on that list.
1: Yes, uh, an American player uh, going, uh, going to England. Uh, so it looks like Jordan Morris, who, look, we have Brad Evans on recently. We, and we well, have-
0: technically, not going to England. He's going to Wales. That's right. That's right.
1: The UK, at the very least. Uh, (laughs) He is uh, going to Swansea. That's all the rumors are uh, suggesting. All the reports are suggesting that uh, there were a a couple uh, clubs that were interested in signing him. But it looks like he's going to be going to Swansea uh, for a six-month loan deal with an option to buy. Swansea are currently, I believe, in second place uh, in the championship. So it's looking like they'll be back in the Premier League uh, soon. And, uh, but Jordan Morris going there, right? We were, uh, I mentioned before, we have Brad Evans on, uh, on the show Jordan Morris was heavily criticized by Alexis Guerrero's. Uh, I don't Grugans. know. I,
0: I remember it being Brad. <laughs> How do you guys remember it?
1: <laughs> okay, uh, about you know not taking the opportunity or a couple years ago to go to Germany and, and play, but now Jordan Morrison is in a much uh, better position. I would say in and a stronger uh, uh, you know stronger negotiating power and stuff like that, and he can kind of go to a, bu- a bunch of different clubs as opposed to one bad one in germany right yeah. and he's
0: he's going on loan yeah and as of right now it's just a six-month loan which the last time i remember a player leaving MLS the last loan uh in the championship or premier league um or, or just to the uk was landon donovan am i mistaken that's the to, last time to everton, to everton? yeah, yeah. To everton yeah and that so, worked out really well in fact most people would have wished he stayed right
1: yeah, I, very much so yeah so i i don't know how um i don't know like the logistics of uh, as far as a six month loan to like be able to bring your puppy. But I think that he should still be able to do
0: that. Right. Or, or what if he hates the dog now <laughs> he's right? trying to get
1: away from the puppy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's why he
0: stayed before. And now he's like, I did it. You know what I mean? It's a lot of responsibility, but okay. I I'm a little worried because the last person, last American at Swansea was Bob Bradley and I don't remember them treating him too well.
1: It, it did not go well. They, I mean, they made those uh, the, that that uh, that sketch. The uh, Brad Bobley, remember yeah, that? yeah, yeah, you know, the Soccer there was a, AM. Th- there was a lot. There were a lot of jokes. Uh, Jordan Morris is um, in a better position to impress than Bob Bradley was, you know. Um, so I, I think he'll do well. Uh, you know, w- you, we saw you know Jack Harrison go from MLS to uh to the championship and do really really well. Jordan Morris, uh you know, we had tweeted out basically a bit, a bit of shock that he probably could like I could see Jordan Morris in the Premier League already or in in Bundesliga. To go to a second right. division club is probably him being like I'm not I don't need to put the most pressure on myself right now. Let's see I how this goes. I don't want the full
0: spotlight, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: So, uh it, it's an, it, it's like a Sort of a, a better space for him to uh, really test the waters, and I think if it so if it goes well, and I, I believe if they get promoted, uh, the they have the option to buy. I don't know the exact details; we'll we'll know that soon. Um, but I think he's going to do well there. Uh, I, Jordan Morris has been absolutely on fire. He's like easily one of the best players in, in Major League Soccer, one of the best wingers, easily. Uh, and I think he's going to handle himself just fine. He's a big dude.
0: I'm just a little worried that going to Swansea to see if you like the UK is a lot like going to Linden, New Jersey to see if you like the United States of America. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I are the wrong Baltimore. tour. You know? You're going to Northern Baltimore to, for your honeymoon? You know what I mean? Like, that's what we've decided. It was
1: affordable. I. Go, why, it's America. How, how bad
0: could it be? It's just a loan. You know? I'll come back. Like, you uh, I don't know that you're really getting a sense for what the UK has to offer. I mean, obviously you'll travel around uh, yeah. with the club, but yeah, Swansea, come on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, w- we wish him the best. And I, I look, there'll be a lot of eyes on him and a lot of m- Americans and Sounders fans will be watching Swansea games, uh, you know, for, for the rest of the season. Cause Show up in are- a
0: shirt that says it's called soccer, please. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I want to do this real quick. This would be a nice surprise. Nobody, nobody's seen this. I haven't even including really... me. Yeah, yeah. Alexa has not seen this. So I, I needed new um, shoes, like like new, um, like for when it's raining or snowing. But I didn't want to get boots because uh, I just don't really like boots. So I wanted to get like waterproof shoes, like sneakers. Okay, uh, I was going to
0: say, you out here in dress shoes in the snow?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I got, uh, I got these Vans, right? And I was, like, looking on Vans, and they have, like, these waterproof sneakers, uh, and uh, but they didn't have any colors I liked, so I made custom ones.
0: Which take, like, six, seven weeks, doesn't it?
1: Uh, it took, like, four. Okay. Um, so I got these custom ones, uh, and, look, I'm, I'm calling these the, the Cooligans Customs, because, look, I mean, they're dope, right? They
0: look They look pretty cool. They're dope. Nice boots, vans. Everybody loves them. Uh, But look at the back. Stay gully. (laughs) Let's go. Isn't this cool? That Uh, is so dope. How much did that cost
1: you? Uh, Too much money. Uh. Okay. Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I'm happy I got them. I needed. I need a new, uh, you know, uh, stuff, shoes for the rain. And uh, so I'm glad I got them. Okay. Well,
0: everyone listening, if, I don't know, you own a major label of, of clothing, let's come up with Kooligan sneakers <laughs> so Christian doesn't have to spend too much money on Vans.
1: <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about uh, the NWSL draft that happened uh, a couple days ago and uh, a couple notable uh, picks. Um, and the, the uh, obviously, the uh, Emily Fox was was selected number one for for racing Louisville, right? Um, and which shouts the- to
0: them—they're putting together a pretty nice team over there
1: yes and then uh the, the, the more high profile names i think were 2 and 3 the washington spirits selected trinity rodman and the and sky blue fc selected brianna pinto brianna pinto uh we saw when uh she i have seen a bunch of youth national team games especially uh during the the uh i forgot what age bracket but like the u19 world cup or something like that um and Brianna Pinto was unbelievable. She's uh, amazing. Uh, she's, yeah. you know, sky blue traded M- Mallory Pugh to Chicago Red Stars. I think P- Pinto will be a, a good uh, replacement for uh, at, at that position. And
0: Pinto left school early, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty much yeah. everybody, everybody, the Trinity Rodman did as well because schools are not because of COVID. They're not. Who needs they don't it? have the resources <laughs> to be able to run games uh, safely and things like that. So they don't even really know what, what's going on. So it's like stay in school and. And don't pursue your dream and just you know do algebra homework all day or right. become a professional athlete. And I think that's why they, they made that decision. Uh, well, uh,
0: Trinity Rodman also pretty pretty famous because of her dad. Yes, and uh, and this became a topic of conversation all over the sports world <laughs> of people who almost never bring up not only soccer <laughs> but specifically NWSL. I heard it during a Knicks broadcast. Yeah. They were like. Trinity Robinson was selected. Dennis Robinson's daughter was selected second in the uh, NWSL draft. And they're like, no one's talking about that. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> People are. It's you are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, it's made news uh, more not because she got selected second, uh, more because she is Dennis Rodman's daughter. And it's a it, it's been a thing where people are, it can get a little annoying because it's like she is uh, she's a, an incredible athlete. I've seen a, a couple of her games as well. She's really really good. Uh, and and but but it's difficult to sort of this happens with a lot of athletes that are that where their parents are, are players like, where they have to like they have to shine. A, a, a bigger light. They, they like live in the, their parents' shadow. Yeah. Uh, and imagine
0: and- being called Michael Jordan, Jr. <laughs> that guy. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> well, he, there is a Michael Jordan, Jr. I know that's and what I'm saying. He, <laughs> and he's trash at basketball. Yeah. <laughs> there was no chance he was going to be yeah. good.
1: It's just that you have to be, it, it's diff- Dennis Rodney is obviously a hall of famer. Uh, like it's, it's different than like Del like Steph Curry and Del Curry. Like, Del Curry, like people, they're like, "Yo, you played?" I think. I think I have right. your basketball. I think I have like four of your basketball cards. Yeah, I think I moment. heard
0: my uncle swear <laughs> once when you missed a three pointer and he lost money. That's so Del it's, Curry.
1: It's a little easier, you know, uh, for uh, a guy like Steph Curry to outshine his father's career, even though right. he had a, a very great career. Uh, but it's it's a, it's going to be a little tougher for Trinity Rodman. But I honestly think she can. I think she could be a bigger name in sports if she gets to you know the the women's national team level world cups things like that i think she's good enough and capable of being a more popular figure than her father
0: and also i hope she picks the women's the us women's national team cuz you know she also does qualify for the North Korean women's national team because of her father. So I, yes, think,
1: okay. so, yeah, you I haven't Googled
0: it? it, but I think I think so. I think he can pull strings. You, you know?
1: know, very interesting uh, to see see her play for that team. I mean, her
0: father would be very proud. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> we got just tomorrow. We get back after this. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We just want to break it with a word from one of
1: our sponsors, us and you. That's right. Gully squad. Uh, I mean, Gully squad. I mean, the last during quarantine, huh? Gully squad has not only become a just a, a dope soccer community, but it's becoming a vital space for my emotional well-being.
0: Okay? <laughs> yes. If it wasn't for them, <laughs> I wouldn't have anyone to talk to a lot of the time. And also, I would not know what an apple crisp is. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we are. Look, there's,
1: there's so much uh, communication and and sharing of food uh well, you know it's it's you know that, that i don't really dwell in that channel too much no you're
0: not allowed to your girl <laughs> can see it on your face that you're looking at food
1: she goes through my phone not to look for like g- texts from other girls she's looking yeah, she's at she's like booty pick booty pick booty pick sandwich Dan, what is this <laughs> <laughs> how you, dare you betray me like this she's messaging me home record <laughs> Uh, But no, uh, Gully Squad is obviously the, the, you know, essentially the the, the Kooligans community uh, of people that are fans of soccer, fans of comedy, fans of food, fans uh, of pizza. Uh, It's an opportunity to help uh, support uh, the the content that we put out, help us put out more content uh, that we can deliver to the masses and also get some exclusive content uh, for yourself. So there's a a bunch of really cool things going on in there. We have an amazing uh, uh, Slack channel that may or may not exist. Who knows? Hey. Uh, that we just
0: talked about, it. exactly.
1: But you know, it's vague, it's very vague. Uh, uh, so you can join at, at, at any level. You can join. Uh, you can give uh, like five bucks, ten bucks. You can give more. If you can give more, there's more perks involved, like uh, you know, merch and, and and a pin and stickers and different things like that. So uh, it's if you're a fan of soccer, uh, if you're a fan of comedy, we highly recommend you joining, uh, and it, it definitely helps the show grow. Uh, so we can do a bunch of other fun things. You know, in 2021, when we can finally. Travel, we can be be able to go do live shows and do live events and do a lot of other things like that. So, uh, plus you get some really
0: exclusive stuff. Like when we release the uh, the pins, you get a pin for joining. That's right. When we release the pop socket, you got a pop socket for joining stuff like that. So there's a lot of really good exclusive stuff. It's not just being a part of the uh, you know Slack channel that may or may not exist. But trust me, that's a dope part of it, very much so. So uh, go to soccercooligans.com and click on the Join Gully
1: Squad button now.
0: All right, baby. We back on the Cooligan's living room. I've seen Christian, our guest, is finally here.
1: I am absolutely thrilled because uh, this this dude not only is he uh, a great player, obviously plays uh, for you know uh, Toronto FC, but he's also I, he, I've seen him live in person do just absolutely amazing thing. Win Speaking MLS of life. Cups.
0: We've seen him lose MLS Cups. We've
1: seen him <laughs> we've win. win MLS we've Cups. Seen him win. We've seen, uh, and, we, and we've also seen his team
0: break our hearts as yes. well. Uh, so we, we get, there's a lot to discuss. <laughs> uh, this dude, absolutely amazing. He is one of the, I guess you would. he's an executive director for the Black Players for Change. Uh, and when we uh, got a chance to be a part of the uh, sort of the media launch uh, call, Um, It was really great to to hear this uh, dude speak and just uh, talk about uh, how passionate he is about uh, some of the stuff he's doing, not just on the field, but off the field in ways that he can make change. And I can't wait for him to talk about it here. The pride of Cleveland, Ohio. All right, Ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, put your hands together unless you're driving for the one, the only TFC's own, Justin Morrow, everybody.
2: (laughs) Justin, what's up? Hey, what's up, Alexis? How you doing, Christian? (laughs) What's going
1: on, man? We're doing great. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. And there's obviously so many subjects uh, to discuss i i feel like we should start with simply how you're doing with especially with uh, you know we had a lot of players on the show during uh during covid and all this other stuff but toronto fc had a much more unique experience the canadian teams had a much more unique experience than any of the others because Mm -hmm. they had to play in the united states and they had you know they they you had to find some location yeah. to play. The Toronto, Toronto was-
0: FC of Cleveland, of, <laughs> uh, of, of Connecticut, United States of America.
1: What was it like? I, I, I mean, obviously, it's very difficult obviously being away from family, being isolated. But then you're in Connecticut, and you got to find stuff to do and find stuff to just uh, maintain some sanity. What was that experience like uh, for you guys?
2: There there wasn't, you know, finding any balance there. It was, <laughs> it was soccer, soccer, soccer the, the whole time. Um, Luckily we had a, a good group of guys. Obviously we're in nice organizations that take care of us in, in a lot of different ways, took care of our families back at home, you know, paid for certain things. So we felt comfortable there. But there's just no getting around it. That it was it was tougher on us. We had some things like um the XL Center where, where UConn used to play basketball games. Um that was right across the street and they had that rented out for us so we could go and, and shoot some hoops sometimes if we wanted to or yeah. The okay, coaches, that's the pretty cool. Played some floor who, who, hockey. Who can
0: ball? Who, who can ball on TFC? I'm, I'm gonna say it's Josie. I think Josie. No, I feel like Josie. <laughs> I feel Josie like Josie handles shot. top heavy.
2: Josie <laughs> got a good shot. None of were really. We were playing 21. We were playing pickup. We would go over there and play horse or whatnot. But we weren't trying to okay. get hurt, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was, was it was about the only take thing. It, seriously, it, was, too. it was about the only thing we could do.
0: How did it feel being all the Canadian teams had to go into cold Orlando, as I like to call uh, all the places you guys had to be like you were locked (laughs) in in Orlando and then you got to get locked in in Connecticut. Do you think it actually makes you, does it make the team play better being in a situation where it's, you're essentially in a camp, you know what I mean? Like it's all soccer all the time.
2: I think there's positives and negatives to it. You know, it definitely brings you closer um it, it puts a chip on your shoulder because you're fighting through things that other teams aren't fighting through specifically the Hartford one obviously Orlando everyone was there um, but at the same time it could just wear on you because there's just no escape you know you're you're away from your family for for months on end and you can't really go out and even if you wanted to Hartford Connecticut they didn't have the, the most options to, to be able to do stuff you know so you you want to keep yourself safe you want to keep uh, your teammates safe and, and not be the one that really messes things up for them because we're also competing and, and yeah. trying to win championships, you know? So there wasn't, there wasn't much balance there, like I said, but we got it done. Now everyone is enjoying their off seasons. At least the, the people that are spread around the world with their, with their families um, and, and everyone will be getting ready to come back soon. Okay.
0: That's right. And you're, you're trapped in Canada, right? Like you have to stay yeah. there. you can't really come into the U S and back and forth. So that must make it easy, right? When your family's like, could you come over? I got to put this thing. My computer doesn't. And you'd be like, I can't go to Cleveland right
2: now. I can't go anywhere. They, they, it's, it's lockdown measures here. Stay at home orders. They shut down schools. They shut down everything again right, right after Christmas. So yeah, pretty strict.
1: Okay. All right. Well, look, at least, uh, some countries are taking it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, the, uh, the other thing I wanted, uh, t- uh, to talk about, uh, a little bit is, um, your, uh, obviously Greg Vanny, your coach, yeah, obviously, yeah. uh, uh down. I was going to be coaching the LA galaxy, but, uh, obviously a long tenure with him. Uh, what was your relationship like? Uh, what is your relationship like? And then, uh, what, what, what how, how do you think it will affect the team? Just having a new head coach, obviously Chris Harmas is, uh, going to be coaching. Uh, tfc
2: yeah it was tough to see greg go you know we were, we were very close We've been through everything together in these these seven years um and really felt like we we built something special together um and when you see someone like that go it, it's tough because they mean so much to to you personally so much to the club uh so much of the club's identity was was based around greg and the way he had us playing on the field and the culture that he built but there's still a, a core group of players here that have been through a lot of good things, been through a lot of bad things. You know, we're, we're battle tested. We're pretty close in on the field and off the field. So there's no, there's no doubt in my mind that we can have success here moving forward. And we're all really excited to have Chris. You know, he's a guy that knows the league very well, knows us, you know, coaching against us for, for a long time. Um, a number of us have had conversations with him already, so it's it's exciting to to hear what the possibilities are for 2021.
0: Dude, you're about to have a Cuban coach from <laughs> New York in Toronto. I mean, that is the most internet. I can't wait till people that's in Toronto, Toronto get lot of his accents. Ever
2: though, that's the most like Toronto is is incredible. But when people ask me what's the best part about Toronto, I always say the people because it's just generations on top of generations of of people that have come here mixed with each other created beautiful babies uh <laughs> that are that are loving and um passionate about the community really take care of each other so it's a nice place to be but it's it's pretty indicative Definitely. of of how the culture is here
1: That's what I love about Toronto. Everyone is is. It's not far from America, and everyone is just like the kindness is like. What is what is different about? Because you're in Toronto, everyone's so kind. You step over to Buffalo, and you're like, "Whoa, what did I step into?
2: (laughs) Why are you here? Who are you?" It's a different world. I didn't know anything about it until I got traded here and and everyone that I was playing with at the time that had played in Toronto was like, oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. And yeah, been here, been here going on my eighth year now and I do love it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, wow. I mean, have, have you met Drake yet? Actually, I feel have, I have to ask every Toronto player. You met Drake yet? What's up?
2: <laughs> no, no. Drake, Drake be around with some of the guys, but I'm not. I'm not that guy that's out all the time. So. I <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, got... if you're
0: here, let us know. We'll sneak through the board, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and we have to talk about uh the BPC the Black Player uh for Change uh organization. Uh there is uh, Alexis had mentioned it uh during your introduction that we were on the the initial the the media call uh for this uh when you were announcing it. And it, again, it is surreal to us because again, we're both stand-up comics, and we're in this soccer space. And then when we get invited to things that are like legit important, we're like, "Okay, do we belong here?" Like right. it, always, like, it always feels like
0: like we snuck in, and we're like. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't say anything.
1: <laughs> but no, it, it's been uh, this, uh, you, you know, past, you know, like 10 months has yeah. been transformative for us as well. And, and you know, thanks to people like you for uh, kind of uh, um, helping spread more just I- either information or just doing positive things for the community. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, why you started uh, Black Players for Change and how it started and, and some of the things that you are doing. Doing. I mean, just recently, I've been seeing that the, you guys are, are also working with the, the Black Women's Player uh, Collective and, and uh, uh, opening mini pitches and things like that. So uh, can you give a, a, a quick synopsis of, of what you guys are doing?
2: Yeah, so it wasn't about it wasn't about me starting it. I think the, the most important thing about us as an organization is that it's a, a group of players like this very large group over 100 players in our league that, that came together. And that's so special. I don't think that you see that anywhere else. And so we, we hopped on a call shortly after the death of George Floyd. And it was, it was really passionate. None of us had seen each other in person uh, for months because of COVID. Um, So we were, we were, you know, very emotional seeing each other. Um, There was, there was seriousness, there was jokes. Um, We were trying to figure out what we were going to do in terms of protests. And then, Guys had some really passionate speeches about why we should make an organization that was going to last, something that was going to be of our own so that we could speak up on issues that we felt were important. And that's where it really all started. And it, it, like I said, it wasn't about me. Eventually, I was elected into this position of executive director, uh, which I've been honored to, to hold and, and, and guide the organization a little bit. But it's been incredible to see what these players have been able to accomplish. And, and really, it's so special because they're the ones driving it. You know, We have hired lawyers. We have uh, communication, brand PR. But outside of that, we, we completely decide the direction of everything and execute on it. And that's, that's so cool because guys that are normally used to competing against each other are now fighting hand-in-hand hand off the field for something. Something that we came together and bonded over, and that's what's so special. I remember, I remember games last year of competing against guys at night, and then hours later, the next morning, I'm on a Zoom call with them, you know, talking about how we're going to execute on yeah. a, a program or talking to folks like you. So many memorable calls that we had yeah. last year. Yo, you could, you could uh, show them the cleat mark that you
1: left on me. You know what
0: yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> it's actually a really great competitive advantage to be like, if I'm playing against you, Justin, I'd be like, yo, Justin, you need it on like four calls today. Yeah, so right. you're not going to make training, you know I mean, You're going to be wild tired.
2: That was the story of my life last year. Zoom call. Zoom call. Oh man. Um, yeah. The, but... and
1: I just like, we've had a couple players on, on that uh, are involved as well. Like we, we've spoken to Sean Johnson. We've mm-hmm. uh, spoken to CJ Sapong. Uh, and it's been uh, a, the, the, there is, is a certain sense of confidence and comfort in, I don't know if maybe things were different before, where some players didn't feel comfortable talking about these issues because they were worried how it would affect yeah. their standing either with the team or things like that. And and that's been a, a, a great thing. The I, I'm curious just to, you, the, the perspective of the organization and I'm sure you've had these conversations either in like a, a, a chat or a thread or whatever. The, the capital being stormed and seeing how <laughs> People yeah, how right. they people are treated who do something like that that literally is is treason. I still
0: uh, I still can't sleep just seeing the video of everyone getting their hand slapped as they're leaving <laughs> the Capitol. So different
1: when when you see things like that, does it make it? Um, yeah uh, you know even does it push you even more uh, and motivate you more to like to 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 keep fighting this fight because of the of the clear and obvious uh, inequities in in how we are policed
0: or does it motivate you to get a canadian citizenship <laughs> <laughs> and, and can you help us
2: <laughs> play, play for the national team all of a sudden. yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean it, it's all motivating like we we seeing something like that is obviously it, it's blunt. It's visceral. It hits you in the face right away and, and you feel it. But there are other roadblocks that we face day in and day out, which can be discouraging at times, but are also motivating because it's like, all right, this is this is real. This is what we're fighting against. This is the system. and And we have the opportunity to do that. You know, Christian, when you're talking about an event happening where, where people are storming the Capitol, something unprecedented, historic, and we're all in a group chat and we're and we're talking and that's that's the moment where I feel the most energy from the group when the guys are connected. Uh, we're checking in with the guys in D C. Hey, is everyone okay? The guys that are there for off season right now, the guys that play there, what's going on with you guys? Are you safe? You know, what are we gonna do about this? How is this gonna build into our plans moving forward? There were so many moments like that last year. You know, August twenty fourth or twenty fifth, when the Bucks decided not to play, and and we followed suit. Like that was that was hours of chaos. The Bucks decided at four pm, and our first kickoff I think was at seven pm. And so the amount of collaboration that happened there in just those few hours to get those games postponed and the, and the guys not to play like those are those are memories that'll stick with me forever. And and moments that build energy in our organization when we see what we can accomplish. So, yeah, for sure. It's it's motivating. Yeah.
0: For for those of us who can't see it. Right. Because we're not a part of the organization and we're not on the calls, we're not on the meetings in, you know, as as honest as you can be. What has been the reaction of the different authority folks that you you have to deal with? Obviously, not just the league in itself, but in all the different authority groups that you try to uh, have some influence and some change on what has been the reception or at least from your perspective?
2: Well, initially, the reception is always positive. You know, there's at times contrition, um, at times acknowledgement. Was it like that real high pitch, oh. like, this
0: is great, great, this is great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay,
0: I, you, I'll, I,
1: I'll post an MLK quote, and we're all good, right? Yeah,
0: right? A couple, there, couple there, Instagram stories, go away real quick.
2: <laughs> there is some genuineness there, but, you know, when, when you're sitting at home and you see a human being being killed, and it takes eight minutes, forty six seconds, and you're watching it, of course there's a human reaction there, right? And and so with all of these things like I've seen over time there's a there's a wave and initial reactions, like I said, it was a lot of positivity, um, a lot of openness. Our organization has has gotten to where we are today because of all the collaboration that we've been able to to do, people opening their doors, opening their pocketbooks. Um you know, jumping on calls and, and that stuff is great. But then when it comes down to making systemic change, you know, for the rubber to hit the road, um, that's when you, that's when things get more difficult. And those are the the barriers that I'm talking about that can be discouraging at times. And so we've had a lot of success so far, but we got a long way to go and all of us are strapped in for the fight.
0: You know, Justin, I'm sure Christian's going to have a much more insightful question coming up next, but I want to know, uh, you're from Cleveland. All right. I've performed in Cleveland shouts to pickwick and frolic and hilarities out there. One of the best clubs in the country. What food is Cleveland known for? Because nobody has any clue. <laughs> it doesn't seem like y'all are known for anything, right? Like in New York pizza, right? LA tacos. What the hell is Cleveland known for?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, a, a fair question. I think we're known for celebrity chefs more than we are known for, for actual food. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think we can get some good hamburgers, some good cheeseburgers in downtown Cleveland. But to be honest, it's it's been a while since, I, since I've been living there. So uh, your guess is as good as mine.
0: <laughs> you're like, okay. let them figure it out. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it, I mean, at least in Toronto, do you like do... I, I mean, you're a professional athlete, so you're not like... Scarfing down
2: poutine all day, uh, but is there
1: anything <laughs> that you uh, enjoy and appreciate? Uh, no, in that's, Toronto? A, that's
2: the great part about Toronto is that you can get everything. You can you okay. can get everything here. Um, you know, I was I was introduced to foods that I had never had before I moved here. Um, jerk a lot of chicken. Caribbean food. Jerk chicken. I was yeah. about to say jerk chicken yeah. is is something special here. You know, there's a there's there's a lot of Caribbean people that live here, and so that's been been one of my favorites. Okay,
1: nice. uh, I, I so I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, y- about uh, Toronto, I and and look the 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 level of. Uh, excellence, especially the the last couple years, has just been uh, incredible. The standard is so high. Obviously, whether it's.
0: You're talking uh, about the level of play right now, Pusuelo's fade. Because that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that Lack was, of fade. It's just a, it's just yeah. a line. Just, Dude,
0: just, homie got a straight line. Like, I need a fade a real that's bad. That's the
2: thing. I didn't know.
1: <laughs> Dude is in like Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <right>? <laughs> he looks uh, like he's in Blade 3. What is <laughs> happening
1: But being a part of an organization. Uh, that 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 the the expectation is not simply just to make the playoffs. I mean, and look, and Toronto FC had it when they got into the league. They had a they had a rough start. Um, but the, the the last couple of years, and, and you've been a, a huge part of that. What what's it like just to uh, to have been a, a part of that level of excellence? And then the you're, you guys are constantly in the MLS Cup final. It's uh, <laughs> it, it works out. Look, at, at, well, look, we're NYCFC fans. And and we we can talk about the, uh, the, you yeah, know our relationship our with Toronto to FC, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> but the, this time you the, lose our number as opposed to having our number this whole time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um, being a, a part of so many MLS Cup uh, finals, uh, you know, winning Supporter Shield. Uh, uh, I mean, also. CCL you guys were this close to winning uh, the Concacaf Champions League uh, what have those experiences been like to you know some to to win it all and also you know also yeah. f- fall short sometimes
2: Yeah I, I I said that to a couple of people this off season like we've been through a lot of highs but we've also been through a lot of lows you know and and because of that we're closer as a team um, but being a team that is expected to to win and expect from themselves to win makes everything more fun, in my opinion. Because I've been on a team before where the expectation wasn't there. And yeah. so when I had my birthday this past October, we were in Hartford. And and they were always bringing out cakes for all the guys that celebrated their, their birthdays while we were there. And they made everyone get up and, and speak. And I thought about what I was going to say. And I, I just told the young guys, I was like, don't ever take it for granted being on a team that expects to win. And is expected to win yeah. every single game because that's a that's a special feeling and it's fun. It makes everything more fun. Yeah, okay.
0: you said you've been through highs and lows. Uh, right now, I can actually hear Vancouver Whitecaps going, "What lows are you talking? <laughs> <about?"> <laughs> <laughs> Explain to me what a low is for you." <laughs> the the uh, you know, I I, I
1: want to talk about that that um, I don't know if it's a rivalry, but NYCFC and Toronto have. The, the the matches are are it's broad uh, every time. Intense and definitely uh, you know the the again I was at the the, the playoff uh, game. Uh, at uh, City Field, yep. uh, when, you know, and I'm like 20 feet away from where Mata Rita fouls uh, uh, Rich Leray yeah. in the box. And I'm like, oh, what off, in the to, world?
2: off to Cincinnati. How do you feel about that, by the way? <laughs> Man, uh, what well, uh,
1: well, look, speaking of uh, of teams that don't expect to win, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati is that.
0: <laughs> I can't wait for him to try to buy a bedazzled shirt in Cincinnati and be like, you just don't sell this here? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the, what, what have been what, what are those uh, sort of matches like and, and uh, uh, preparing uh, you know for, for playoff matches because for Toronto I feel like every team is out for them I, I don't know if, 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 if Toronto is looking at any other team and being like oh right these are our rivals or whatever it feels like you guys have the target on your back all the time even
0: in Mexico
2: <laughs> <laughs> the, the New York City games uh, by and large have been highly tactical we played in the playoffs, um, against Vieira who who loved to have his team play out of the back. They played yeah. you know, a certain system, all the pieces in order and whatnot. So we prepared for that. And then when we played against I think Dome was still there when we when we played in City Field. Same thing. Yeah. Very, very tactical. You know, he's been under Pep for a long time, so uh with Greg being so tactical, I felt like they were more of a chess match than anything. Like I think they got heated at times. Um, not so much as, as some of our other opponents, certainly when I think of Montreal or, or Red Bull or even Seattle, um, I think of a little bit more clashes there. When I think of the New York city games, I think of, of chess matches.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 It does make a sense. It makes sense. Right. Because it's almost like manager versus manager tactics versus tactics. Yeah. When it comes down to that, how much of it during the game? Is it you just saying like, I got to watch this dude. I got to watch my zone. Or you're thinking like, you know, the red yarn on the wall of like, if this player's moving here, I got to go there.
2: Does instinct just take over for you or? It's not instinct. It's just, it's just so much preparation. Like I, you guys understand how much preparation goes into those moments. Yeah. We go over those scenarios so much for, you know, in playoffs, you have a decent amount of time to prepare these things. So you're talking about more than, than seven days of being on the field. And, and like you're saying, okay, if he goes here and I go here and, and what does this look like? And so I, there's there's been times where um even in those new york city matches where some of the same scenarios are happening one after another and i'm thinking i wonder what the fans are thinking right now cuz they're seeing sort of the same thing happening you know and <laughs> and it it really does feel like two teams that know each other very well and who's going to who's going to get the best out of their strategy on that night which is which is interesting
1: yeah, yeah as as a as a fan we're simply thinking like yo get by him what's the big deal i could yeah. i get
0: by him in fifa all the time Whoa, yeah what are you doing <laughs> you know and also just to clarify no we don't know how w- you prepare right like, our production laughed when you said that our fans are laughing listening and watching no we have no clue
1: <laughs> yeah we're not the experts out here uh we just we know how to get upset and yeah, we're yeah, happy yeah. you know
0: we deal a lot in charisma uh, i don't know if (laughs) That's enough to get on in the league. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. (laughs)
1: <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on another incredible episode of The Cooligans. Thank you to Justin Morrow uh, for for not only joining us, but dropping knowledge, dro- dropping some uh, TFC insider secrets. I, uh, that was in the break.
0: <laughs> we ain't going to tell you what he said. <laughs> uh,
1: but no, uh, no on, a, on a serious note, uh, Justin obviously, is obviously doing uh, just incredible work. Make sure yep. you uh, look into and, and support uh, the Black Players uh, for Change organization. Uh, they're doing a bunch of great stuff that I'm sure Justin will talk about a little bit more. Justin, is there anything you want to let people know about before we sign off?
2: Yeah, thanks. Continue to follow us. The support that we've had so far has been incredible. Our socials are BPCMLS. Um, BlackPlayersForChange.org is our website. Um, we're going to continue building these these mini pitches with U.S. Soccer Foundation and Black Women's Players Collective which we which Christian talked about earlier we're so excited about to join forces with them and and build some some fields that are going to help with the with the black women's space in in soccer and how they're marginalized there and then we're going to be involved in our local markets and and look out for that for all the guys getting activated in their cities that they're playing in um all the fans are going to have a good chance to get involved with what we're doing so I'm looking forward to that in 2021 nice
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, that, th- thank you. Uh, keep fighting, man. We yeah. And thank you for it. building
0: a mini pitch in Newark where I'm born and raised. That means the yeah. world to me.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, make sure to follow Justin as well at just moral, right. Uh, on, yep. on social media, uh, as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. check out, uh, so, you know, maybe, he's, uh, maybe he's just doing like, uh, some great selfies. I don't know. You yeah. Might yeah, want yeah. To those check as out well. my
2: quarantine <laughs> routine. Got uh 13 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> days left.
0: It's all thirst traps. You guys got to check it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and so, everyone else, uh, please follow us as well at Soccer Cooligans, uh on all social media channels. Uh, make sure uh, follow us at twitch.com. if you would like to see us uh, on Twitch. And uh, follow Fubo Sports at Fubo Sports and subscribe to the Fubo Sports YouTube channel for full episodes of the program. Uh, all right. Let us end the sh- show the way we normally do. So, uh, Justin Moore, as is tradition, right? Uh, so, for Justin Moore, my name is Christian Polanco.
0: I'm Alexis Rare roast. And together,
1: what are we? The
0: We're Cooling Air!